Hey guys, you know one of the biggest, largest, most massive real estate title companies suffered a breach of nearly 900 million homeowners' files, which that means nobody's safe. Your home title, mortgage, bank loans, and personal info, they could right now be in the hands of identity thieves. You don't know. Well, what they can do with that, if you're wondering, is they can forge your home's title so that it appears that you sold it. Then what they're going to do is they're going to get loans from lenders usually online, using your equity, and stick you with the payments. And no identity theft program or insurance covers you. You know, somebody asked me the other day, they said, well, what about title insurance? Listen, this is a whole new game here. The first 30 days after a breach of your security and your home title are so crucial. Listen, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you title protection on your house, 30 days protection for free. If you go to hometitlelock.com, You'll get 30 days of free title and mortgage fraud protection. Home Title Lock is going to put a virtual barrier around your home's online title to keep thieves away. No obligation. So go do it right now. Great service. Register your address now to verify that you're not already um, a victim. In the next 30 days, you're going to get free protection. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com. Go there right now. Hey guys, it's party time, Mom. Welcome back to Studio 22, the Chad Prather Show in the house coming at you. Be watching us on YouTube or wherever podcasts are delivered. If you're watching this on Facebook, go to YouTube. Go to YouTube so it counts. Actually, just watch it. You're here. But next time, go to YouTube. Special episode today. Of course, we got Party Foul Steve sitting over in the peanut gallery. Got hey. my buddy uh, Steve Helms, Texas singer-songwriter, man of mystery and fame. And, we're and, buddies uh, now? Nope, not oh, really, but okay. I have to be nice because we're in public. Uh... The puppet master, Mark, is sitting over there at the helm driving the starship that is Studio 22. And, of course, the boss, the the queen of Ethiopia, Candice. Candice, the queen of Ethiopia, is in the house. i got a special episode for you today. i got some, uh, something I want to make you aware of. And it's, you know, not like we ever bring anybody special on the show or anything like that or people of notoriety or note or fame or, you know, any heroes on here. I mean, I, it's, I'm air quoting as I'm saying all of these things. My good buddy John Tigtagen is here, the author of 13 Hours, Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Tig, it's not like you did anything in, in Benghazi or anything, right? I mean, you, you, just, you were just kind of there. Yeah, I was. I was eating chow the whole time. <laughs> we were together. Yeah, we, had good, we had a good cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were cooking something all right. No, uh, anybody, anybody, you know, it, look, a lot of people have seen the movie. They've seen the movie 13 Hours. If you haven't read the book 13 Hours, that's what you need to do. you got to read the book. Uh, and the book's always better. The book is better, and it's mine signed by uh, uh, one of your compadres, uh, Oz Geist, who, who gave me a great sentiment in, when he signed it. He said, Chad, you suck. <laughs> Bless his heart. I mean, you know, it's not like well, he what I heard. It. Steve can vouch for that, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Party found knows what's up. Oh, I know what's up. I get lonely on the road, Tig. I get lonely on the road, man. Yeah, there's two Steves here. Let's be very, very specific. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I keep it easy, man. I just keep all everybody's name Steve in my life. That's all. Just keep it that way. That's right. Uh, Tig, where are you at? You, where are you? I'm hanging out in Canada, Canada near uh, Niagara Falls. Yeah, tell Justin so, Trudeau we said doing hello. Some, uh, yeah, doing some training with the uh, Baden K9 up here. Spell that Baden B A D D E N. No one D B A D E N K9 K9. That's cool. We need to check them out. Yeah. Um, 
How you been, man? You've had surgeries, and then you posted video of your eye procedure, and I wanted to vomit. Yeah. <laughs> Which eye procedure? I've had quite a few now. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. This, that's yeah, weird, I've, dude. I've kind, of, I've kind of lost track of how many surgeries I've had here in the last three years. Yeah. I've, had a, I've had a handful. Sure. Oh, we're gonna get it. We're gonna get into talking about the stuff that, that we've talked about a million times, and you've talked about a million and one. Um, it was funny. We were in Savannah a couple of weeks ago, and I had had just enough to drink. But I said, "Tig, let me ask you a question." I said, "When you started shooting those guys in Benghazi, were you counting?" <laughs> <laughs> a little chalkboard behind, <laughs> like sc- scooting the beads over on the abacus. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm, oh, I'm a horrible boy. human being, Tig. You know this. We've been together too many times. I'm a horrible human. Um, let's talk about you your know, event. Marines can't count. So no, no, Marines can't count. Oh, Marines yeah. can't count. I, I want to talk about the event before we go any further, because you have got something coming up on the 22nd of June. Let's talk about the event. Yep. Yeah. So it's a it's a good it's a fundraiser to help uh, veterans and first responders. Um, our, our main goal is to try to get them dogs. That's why I'm kind of up here also to check out the the Baden Canine. And uh, we help them with uh, after that. If, we can, if they don't need dogs or whatever, we try to help them with their with their homes. Um, you know, we've helped with utility bills, food bills. Uh, we've had send veterans t- for a TBI PTS treatment. You know, we just whatever they need, we try to help them out with. And so the end, obviously, it's a big fundraiser. We're having a, we call it we're calling it the Texas Shootout. So kind of obviously going to be a lot of guns. We have uh, car firearms. They're going to be out there. Uh, uh, Chi Tech, they're going to be out there with their guns. Wise Light, they're going to be out there. And Dynamic Munitions, they're providing all the ammo for us. And, you know, it's just going to be a, a lot of fun, a lot of shooting. And those who actually show up, they're going to be uh, entered for a giveaway for a, a gun also. So, you know, it's. And then uh, that evening, we'll have our, our gala, um, which everybody knows what a gala is. Big fundraiser. We got some VIPs that are coming. Obviously, we have some Medal of Honor recipients and some other fun people are going to be there so then the f- sunday which uh we'll be selling about 20 20 slots or 20 seats for what we call the redneck olympics and, and picture rednecks you know playing <laughs> horseshoes with uh toilet seats you know and shotgun golf stuff like that yeah what so it's the uh what's the uh, hang on i'm getting some feedback on that we'll figure it out what's what is the uh what's the website for that event um, it's, it's the tigenfoundation.org. It's where you can find a lot of the info at. And it's, it's just, uh, north of Austin, Texas at Reveille Peak Ranch. Gotcha. And Tigen, by the way, is T-I-E-G-E-N, right? I know people don't. Yes. It yeah. Is. I, I, I know how to spell it cause I'm smart, but you got people that listen, <laughs> you know, and they're like party pal, Steve. They don't know. Like, Steve can't Easy spell now. I knew how to spell it. I just looked at, I Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> I look for the longest time. I just called him Tig cause I didn't know if it was Tigen, Tigen or Tigen. And I've, and I've, Thought it was Tigan, but I always get scared. I'm still scared of you, though. Anytime I say your name, I'm scared of you. The uh, well, not when you're drunk. No, well, no. I get, I get, I'm, I'm a loving. I, when I drink a little, I get loving. I'm very sweet. You get a little sparky. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. So you're going to be doing that. That's on the 22nd of June. So that's yep. coming up. That's just in a week. So folks, you know, a little over a week. So folks that need to go to that and plan to come to it. Um, you know, if you want, if you want to support heroes, you want to support first responders, you want to support veterans, active duty military folks. These folks, this is a great cause. And and let me tell you something. Anytime you got one of these guys like like um, Tig, who's a part of it, who are 
true heroes in my book, and and not only that, just great guys and fun to be around. Let me tell you, you need to you need to move heaven and earth to go be a part of these events and and participate and give and, and donate in these things because it's important. You know, I have people all the time who are asking me, what can we be involved with? And I'm like, look, man, there's a lot of reputable people out there who, you know, there's some that aren't so great, but I mean, you know, that you got to be careful with that, but there's some reputable people out there and Tig, you're, you're certainly one of them. So I, uh, yeah, yeah I encourage everybody. Yeah, nobody in our foundation collects money. So it, it everything that we, it's donated to us, it goes right back out to the veterans and first responders. So yeah, that's awesome. It's all, everybody we have is volunteer. That's awesome. You've been doing this thing called the tactical games here lately. You're trying <laughs> to kill yourself, bro. Yeah. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? They just put yeah. your arm back on with the shoulder surgery that you had and, and you're out here doing all this stuff. Tell me what this tactical games thing is. So it's a it's more combat uh, related shooting kind of scenarios. You know, kind of picture a CrossFit tough man meets a two gun, which is a rifle pistol competition. You know, you're doing a lot more running, a lot more carrying weights. You're pulling weights. You're doing rope climbs. You're jumping walls. You're running upstairs. You know, you got long shots, short shots. You know, it's and you got five people going at the same time. So you, your weapons handling needs to be on the top of the game. And you know, it's. It's a lot of fun. There's a bunch of different divisions. Obviously, you got uh, the Masters, which is 45 and above. You got the Elite. You got the Intermediates. Then you have the Women's um, Division. So, and it's just I just like the competitive. I like I I just like it. Yeah. I'm not really going in there trying to win. If I do, whatever. But I just like just doing. At least like showing up and being around those type of people. I mean, it's just a good time. What's it? Do you have a website for that? I know that people can Google it and they can look at the, see the videos of it. That's where I've been. You know, I've seen the sizzle reel for it and all that. It's pretty exciting stuff. It is. It's a, uh, it's at the, the tactical games.com, I believe is what it is. Or you can, you can find them on Instagram under the tactical games or Facebook. Yeah. You guys are tough. And uh, they have, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely not very easy, but you know, we've had a six year old guy who came out, he did it. And a six year old kid came out and did it. So, Really, you know, it's yeah. You know, as long as you pace yourself the right way, if you if you're going balls to the walls, you're not going to make it. You will you'll you'll gas out. So you gotta you gotta find your pace and keep with it. And because you know, it's again, you're it's all it's at all time. So there's no like par time. So it's when you finish, it's your overall time. And if you miss a miss your target, it, it depends on what the, what it is. It's between like ten to thirty second penalty. You know, so, you and I were talking about it. I, I sent uh, information about it out to my guys in Hollywood, and I said, y'all need to make a sh- reality show out of this deal and, or a competition-type show. And they were like, well, just not sure people would watch it. And I'm like, I'm sitting here watching on a television screen people doing, you know, tactical shooting competitions and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm sitting in a bar, of course, and I'm watching this on the TV over the bar, and I'm like, the hell they won't. <laughs> this stuff is fun and exciting. So, and plus, you know, it is because it's got a handsome guy like you on. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, when you got more than one guy doing it, I mean, you really see it because there's like, uh, I'll say we we're going up the staircase and the last one that I did and you got dudes shoving dudes out of the way. Cause I mean, there's, they're, they're competitive. I mean, they're, they're yeah. pushing each other out of the way, trying to get in front of each other. And it's, it's pretty freaking hilarious actually. Yeah. I, so, well, I, I hate how lazy yeah. I've become in my life. I really have. <laughs> it's pathetic, dude. You saw me. I my my weight's been going up and down. Yeah, I hate myself right now. When you saw me, I was the fattest I've been. A couple of weeks ago, I was the fattest I've been in 
Yeah, you know, the, the secret is eat more pizza and more ice cream, and you'll be good. <laughs> no, it's the whiskey, dude. It's fighting me. It's fighting me. And it's not the whiskey that makes me that way. It's just I, I you know, I like to eat after I drink. That's the problem. It makes me hungry. Lack of movement. Yeah. It la- Usually a lot it's of something else that makes you hungry afterwards. <laughs> You're you going to Colorado? Yeah, I'm coming to Colorado, man. I gotta, I'm, doing a, I'm doing an event over there sometime soon. Hopefully you'll be in town. We'll hang out. Um, what, uh, yeah, you gotta let me know. yeah, I will. I, I'm trying to think of the date of it right now. And I can't remember of it. Let's go back. I know, you know, you and I, we've talked about it, about the, uh, the movie, you know, 13 hours. And, and I said, okay, what was different? You know, was the movie a good representation? And I know that, you know, movies never really are, you know, it's a Michael no. Bay film and he's got to put his explosions in there and blowing up cars, but that wasn't the reality, was it? No, the only real explosions there were were uh, the grenades that I threw, that I launched, um, and, and the mortars that pretty much came in. That was really the yeah. only explosions there were. No vehicles were, no vehicles blew up, nothing like that. And yeah. you know, again, the movie I would say it's about sixty percent accurate for that night. And they kind of combined so your Hollywood character days, a little bit, didn't good. they? What's that? Didn't they kind of combine your character a little bit? Yeah, they kind of put my character with uh, Jack Silva. Yeah. Uh, his character. So, but again, I kind of was irritated about it, but actually sat down and talked to Michael Bay. And he's kind of like, you know, there's so much moving stuff going on. It might have been a little bit too confusing for people bouncing back and forth. So they just kind of rolled it in and kind of made it more of a brotherhood <laughs> kind of movie between uh, Roan and Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, in in a situation like that, and and look, you know, for those who don't know Tig's background, it, look, dude, you you come out of the or you you serve in the Marines, and then you're like, I want to do more, so you join <laughs> up with the CIA and go in as a you know kind of a low profile, high threat scenario into these situations, and you you wind up in Libya, and you yeah. know you're you got a little element of crazy about you anyway, don't you? Yeah, well, I think I'll tell the truth, does, Tig. Does tell the job, truth. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people definitely say I do. <laughs> but you go into this situation, of course, September 11th, 2012 rolls around, and, and all hell breaks loose in that situation. You got the ambassador there at the compound, and, and, uh, when when that thing when that thing sparked and you start getting news, what was y'all's reaction to that, and did, how fast did it escalate? You know, it it was a straight on attack. So I mean, the escalation was already there before we even were able to react. But you know, we're just like obviously your drilling starts pumping. You know, you're trying to throw your gear on. Your mind goes, okay, what is the you're going over the layout of the compound. Okay. Where can we get in at? You know, what, where did they get in at? So you're just going over our kinds of scenarios in your own head, along with, you know, the, you know, I was going over with a uh, Roan and, and Jack inside the vehicle as we're sitting there waiting, we're kind of talking. And since we should go to the back gate and say, no, let's go to, we'll move over to the front gate kind of stuff. So, I mean, you're thinking a little bit about home as well, obviously. Yeah. Um, but you know, that kind of, once we actually left our compound and went over to the consulate, I didn't think I didn't think of back home until probably after the second attack on our compound yeah. when there was like a couple hour gap before the third and final attack. 
Now, at that point in time, when the, when, the, when the attack begins like that, I mean, do you did you guys immediately get a stand down order? Uh, from the chief of base, we did. Uh, he told us, you know, stand down. You need to wait, kind of thing. And you know, I don't think it came from anybody else but him and him alone, because it was, you know, you're looking about ten minutes, fifteen minutes into the initial assault, you know, and. Yeah, everybody knows how the last administration worked. There's no way they they could think that fast, anyways. So, and just from working with with Bob for so long, that's just the kind of person he was. I mean, you know, I was there the second time the council got attacked, and we were told we couldn't go then too. So, yeah. um, you know, and that night yeah. there was only two security personnel protecting the consulate. So, I mean, the, the the lack of security it's been that whole entire year up to the third attack. So, with with at that situation, it, it, was it just kind of we're going to err on the side of caution, and and is that why the stand or, stand down order came in from from your station chief or the, the chief of base? I mean, what what was the motivation there on that? His biggest thing, he just always didn't want us to do anything. I mean, he he would I don't know if he didn't trust us or didn't really know our true capabilities and how we could handle ourselves and the job. He would always want the local militia to do everything, and which you know a militia they're not trained. You know, right at the at this time now you have a hostage rescue situation, which is that that's what the guys were on the consulate, the the State Department personnel. I mean, they were technically hostages because they're being held with, uh, against their will, and you have a a militia that's not trained truly in that kind of warfare or combat, everyone to call it. That's what our job was, and that's why they hired us. So, you know, I just don't think he understood our true capabilities. So when you look at a situation like that, do you, do you feel like that had you guys been able to respond faster, that you could have saved the ambassador, that you could have saved Sean, that it was, you know, or, or was it just a done deal at that point in time? What, what do you think about that? If we'd have left when we wanted to, they'd still be alive today. Yeah. And see, that's the hard thing. You know, and that, that's why, you know, I know is. that. Go ahead. No, it is because I mean it, it. It's really hard because we know for we know for a fact that we would have made a difference because when we if we would have went over there, we'd have drew all their attention onto us, and they wouldn't be able to light the buildings on fire because you know again we were ready to go before they let the buildings on fire, and our job then when we went over there was to draw the attention onto us to get it off of them. Yeah. So, 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 you know, in that situation, then, then there, you get back to where you guys are to your base and they're bringing the fight to you at this point, you know, how accurate is that in terms of how many guys were coming, uh, who are attacking you guys at your position? Um, I would say the movie was, was pretty close to that. I mean, because Again, we have our own sectors that we're looking at, so I'm not really seeing what Tonto and Boone are shooting at. I'm just knowing what myself and Oz were shooting at, and you know, it was it was a good group of guys that were coming in at us. And you know, I think the drone feed at one time they had like almost up count up to almost a hundred guys that were moving towards us for this uh, a second counter assault at the consulate. So I mean, it was probably you know at least two dozen or more every time they came at hit, hit at us. But, you know, there's only four of us technically protecting the annex. There's only four of us could shoot because of the, um, 
the other angles for the other guys. They wouldn't be able to, you know, they're not going to shoot over our heads because then you have the potential of hitting one of us in the back of the head. So, you know, the whole entire night was really only four guys protecting the annex at any, any given time. You know, it, it, did at any time yeah. did you sit there and look at that situation and think, we're not going to make this. this we're going to get overrun on this. Or did you, I mean, did, what was the sense of confidence in terms of what you guys were engaged in? Amongst everybody, not just yourself, or did you even know I'd say what they we're, were thinking? I think the confidence was extremely high until the mortars came in. Yeah, and that because yeah, they delayed had, that for how many hours before that before that happened? Um, for the mortars came in. Yeah, I want to say I think it was about eight hours, hmm. eight hours plus, somewhere around there. Yeah, and so you know, obviously that's that's in. Even anybody who's seen it or read the book, and and I, again, I encourage people to get the book, thirteen hours, and and read the book. Um, you know, obviously, uh, tragedy in terms of of what happened with Bub and Roan, and of course with Sean the amb- and the ambassador Chris Stevens, and and then, you know, you guys. I mean, you had to you had to be just absolutely worn thin through that entire process. Once the once the so called dust settled on that, and then you look back. Yeah, I was you, pretty exhausted. I mean, you're looking back you know at what that. You're talking about? Yeah, I mean, you got you. I mean, it's it's just emotionally just. It, I mean, there's no words to, to even say what I imagine you guys were feeling at that point. But it, you know, and then you then you realize the 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 politics of the whole thing. You know, now there's a so-called YouTube video that's being propagated and there's a, you know, in response to that. And, and you, you got, you know, a secretary of state who later on says at this point, what difference does it make? And and yeah, it pisses us off. I mean, all of us, it, you know, as patriots, it pisses us off. And, and I know it's got to you got to have those feelings yourself. No, yeah, I mean, it does, because, you know, the way they they tried to tell a story and spin it, you know, just totally disrespected the four guys who were killed over there i mean yeah. it dishonored everything that they did and stood for yeah. you know for sit there and saying he was under a protest well you know when they brought the ambassador's body back to us the dude didn't have time to put socks and shoes on so if there was a protest he definitely would have had socks and shoes on you know and, and they knew it wasn't a protest from the very beginning from the very beginning and they have security footage of the consulate so they knew exactly what was going on and you know for them to say well we couldn't send help i think it was a panetta yeah he said that they couldn't send help because they didn't know what was going on on the ground they had live drone feed and they had us on the ground telling exactly what was going on you know they had more tell that night to help us out than they did to go get bin laden so they were just i just caught with their pants down they didn't know what to do yeah well you know, obviously, it's a situation that could have been a lot worse than it was, and it was a tragedy. It was it was a tragic situation that happened. It's unfortunate, and and um, it, it's a defining moment. You know, do you ever think about it like that? I don't think I've ever asked you that question. Do you? Do you? Is it? Is it like? I think it's a historic and defining moment in 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 very telltale in terms of how we view our military. You know, like for instance, nine eleven two thousand one was a was a was a very defining moment for our country. But but what you guys did on a rooftop in Benghazi, uh, Libya, is, is I think is a defining moment for folks that say, "Hey, they're patriots out there," and and in a lot of ways, we don't feel like our government is one telling us the truth, and in other places, are we really supporting the men and women that are on the ground defending us? 
Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a big awakening for a lot of people. You know, the sad is so many people are more loyal to their candidates than they are to the country, which is really sad. Uh, you know, it, you know, for Hillary to come out and do what, you know, and say what she did and Obama to continue to lie about it and they're just sticking with them. It's pretty it's pretty disgusting to be sticking with the country, not the, not a party that you're loyal to. Yeah. And I know I've had to deal with people over the years, and I'm sure you have too. You know, when you when you get outspoken about you know patriotism and, and the folks, men and women in uniform that are you know potentially serving, not just serving, but potentially sacrificing their life for our liberty and our freedom, and you, uh, it, it's it, those events that are that make us all of us, whether you served or you didn't serve. If you got a patriotic bone in your body, then you want to stand up and fight for folks like yourself, like Oz, like Tonto, like Boone, like Roan, like Bub, all those guys. You know, you want to use every platform you can to to say no. These these guys are where it's at. I mean, this this is the line in the sand. These guys have risked their lives for our liberty and our. And people say, oh well, you know, everybody, even the, these veterans these days in the military, they get all this free pass and whatever. And it's like in my book, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, I'm going to support them <laughs> with everything I've got because you know I'm, I'm sitting here on my fat ass in an air conditioned building. You know, I'm not having to worry about jihadis that are now Antifa is a different story, but you know, I'm not having to worry about a bunch of jihadis overrunning the building right now because of men and women like you. Yeah, we keep them over, keep them overseas instead of at our back door. <laughs> I know, and now we got folks coming through. You know, we got folks coming. We're in Texas, so we got folks coming through the southern border in here. We got you know, San Antonio's now yeah. got uh, uh, Ebola potential because of the Angolans and the. And the Congolese that are coming across the border and have, have landed in San Antonio. And then, you know, different folks that were uh, – there was an ISIS guy recently that was apprehended trying to come across the southern border, and it's crazy. So, I mean, the, the fight but, is here. You know, but there's no but there's no southern border problem, right? Exactly. There's no issues down there. Exactly. It's so – anyway. <laughs> anyway, I am moving to Colorado. I'm going I'm to come over there and live with you. I'm going to come over there and live with you guys. Colorado, Colorado Springs is a nice place. You got a ranch got a over there. You got a big old. You got hay. I can sleep on the hay. Yeah, we <laughs> just have to rotate it every every now and then. That's what you need, Chad. Is something else to make you hungrier. Go to Colorado. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Listen, man. I don't even want to get into my Colorado stories. You travel around the country with Party Foul Steve. It's another deal, dude. He's like, Easy yeah. Now. I can imagine. <laughs> it's always it's always fun though yeah right <laughs> always fun <laughs> we were just down in um we were just down in savannah tig was there the undertaker was there dustin Rhodes, uh paul thigpen paul thigpen chevrolet gotta give him a shout out he's a good dude down there in south georgia uh and we were over there with nine line apparel you wearing a nine line shirt right now is that an amosexual yeah it is is it amosexual i wish i'd have come up with that idea right there look at that thing boy it's beautiful I'm an amosexual. You're looking at my nipple, weren't you? <laughs> Did you get it pierced? <laughs> you got it pierced. The uh, uh, maybe, maybe not. You got it. <laughs> there's all kind of unmentionable places on Tig's body that are pierced. Who knows? You'll hear him whistle when the wind blows. <laughs> hey, sometimes. <laughs> oh my like a goodness! Wind chime. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And that's, those are brass balls that are clicking together. <laughs> hey, buddy, what? Um, uh, you got to deal with car firearms, don't you? They, they. I need one of those deals. Yeah. What? Which? What kind of deal? I need a. I need a free gun deal. 
<laughs> you know, Jody's always sending me messages. She's like, hey, let's let's work something out. And I'm like, yeah, let me shoot some guns because I'm going broke on guns these days. I'm going broke. Oh, they, they will. They'll break you quick. Man. Do you do you have a favorite brand of firearm? Do you have to say car? Because I know you do a lot with them. No, I do. I, I, I use them for my everyday carry. They're really nice and small and slim. And, um, no, my favorite, my favorite gun. I don't know if I really, I, I really do like shooting the Desert Eagle 50 cal. That actually, actually is a lot of fun, but, um, that's a yeah, lot of gun, really bro. That's a lot of concealed carry. I would, right say, there. I would, I would say the Maw Deuce. I love shooting that thing. Really? I don't know who wouldn't. Yeah. A little hand cannon. I mean, I've got, so. I have the car 40 cal that I think only holds five in the magazine. It's a tiny little gun, but it's a, it is, they are tiny. it's a little force to be reckoned with. It really is. I just went and got a, a SIG 1911 and uh, I got another SIG. What was it? Um, I just got it. And then I got a, um, uh, a Smith & Wesson 45. It's the only 45 I own. We it's, just got nine mils too. We got the. We got the Glock 19s. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Glock, but those are nice guns. So anyway, I ain't, but I ain't running yeah, around no, no. carrying heavy stuff like you do in those tactical games. Well, we do have some custom uh, one-of-a-kind guns we're auctioning off on the 22nd. Now, here's what I want to ask you, because I was talking about you yesterday, and you got your little camo pattern TIG guns that I've seen, and then you were wearing a yep. jacket when the last time I saw you, you were in that sport coat that had that same pattern on it, and I was like, that's a badass yep. jacket. So. Uh, I, I don't mind telling people I get my coats and my suits custom made, right? So my girl came by the studio yesterday to drop off a suit because I'm, cause I'm fly like that, Tig. I'm, I'm, I'm fly. Yeah. And so I said, do you have any? <laughs> I was started talking about you. And so I said, what kind of like camo patterns do you have? And she said, oh, we got them. And uh, so anyway, needless to say, I'm, I'm, I got a new jacket coming. It's not, it's not as cool as yours. Not as cool no. as yours. But I'd love to have That's a That's a great looking coat, man. Right there in Colorado Springs, man. Is it really? Get you one done. Right, well, I'm yeah. going to come over there. We're going to talk to those folks. That Rutledge thing. right downtown. Yeah. All right. Yep. I'm going to come over there. How did you get that pattern, it. though? It's a, it's it's Cryptek. Okay. It's pattern. All right. It's the color anyways, so it's a, it's Cryptek. It shows you what I know. I've gotten into this whole rage <laughs> of, of tactical crap. Like, I bought a, I just got back from Europe, and I went over there. I bought a tactical fanny pack, and I'm like... Uh, and I think it looks badass, even though it's a fanny pack. He thinks if he puts tactical in front of it, it's not a fanny pack. <laughs> tactical fanny pack. It's a tactical pack. I know. I, I gotta. I keep. I keep my little Sig uh, nine mil in that thing, and I'm like, make fun of my fanny pack, fool. See what you get. <laughs> I'm wearing my tactical T-shirt. Yeah. Five eleven. Everything is tactical now. It's yeah. all tactical. I, I've become a. I've become a tactical junkie. I got bags everywhere. Nothing in them. My iPhone case is tactical. <laughs> These look cool. Yeah, it looks real cool. Everybody needs That's to get the funny. book, man. Everybody needs to get the book. They need to read it. Thirteen hours. The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Everybody needs to check out uh, the. Uh, it's a Foundation dot org, right? Yep. And, yeah. Yeah, and they need to they need to check out that event. It's going to be right there in the heart of Texas on the twenty second. You got to. Um, you got to. Uh, Check out the tactical games. That's awesome. Tig, you got so much stuff going on, man. It's, retirement's good on you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't wait to retire one day. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, we got, well, we're bringing in, uh, what, 20, I think, 
28 veterans we're bringing in, and we're going to be taking them skydiving and probably hog hunting, trail riding, all kinds of stuff. That's crazy. Now so. you're going to be jumping off of stuff. Uh, or out of things. Yep, it's going to be fun. That's Repelling. Yeah. No, it is fun. All that stuff is great, dude. I'm glad you're doing that. Glad you're doing well. Hope you're doing well. Quit having surgeries. How about that? Dude, you look good, though. I when, guess, I, I when, I, when I saw you the other day, dude, you're all buff and, and, and strong, and, and I made sure when we went into dangerous parts of town, I was standing behind you. <laughs> no, I was the undertaker stand behind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when we think, were in Vegas. I think everybody's standing behind the undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> the undertaker's so big, there's probably people lost around, like in his armpit or something. Like, he didn't even know they were there. We were all, you, know, you were there and Party Foul and Steve Helms and, and the Undertaker and those guys. Everybody was there in Vegas. We were smoking cigars and having a little whiskey. And I looked at Taker and I said, I'm going to hit you in the face. And he said, I better not find out about it. Yeah, he said, if I find out about it, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> I remember you told him, I'm going yeah, to pick you up, too. You said, I'm I said, I'm going to pick you up. He goes, no, no, you're not. <laughs> he, he's wrestling, dude. I mean, he's just wrestling. Dustin Rhodes, same way. He just, he just. Do you see? Do you see the Instagram stuff of Dustin's wrestling match with Cody the other night in, in Vegas? Yes, I did. All bloody yep. and cut, and I'm like, bro, dude, dude, dude. That's crazy. No, that's. I mean, that's all, that's full on commitment. That's yeah. some crazy stuff. Yeah, they call it entertainment. If they want to. Those boys are hurting each other. I'm telling you, you go back and watch some of those videos of Undertaker diving out of the ring and, and stuff like that, landing on the concrete out there. I'm like, these guys are nuts. Oh, yeah. They're nuts. I ain't messing with yeah, anybody. you still got the potential, man. You can get hurt bad. I know. Exactly. Well, Tig, it's good to talk to you, man. I want to get you in the studio sometime. When you're coming through Dallas, we'll get you in here. And I'm coming out to Colorado. We'll hang out together. Let's go shoot some guns. Are you able to shoot with that shoulder yet, or are you still using the other well, shoulder? Well, I did a three-gun competition this last past weekend, and the doctor kind of advised me, probably don't shoot the shotgun out of your shoulder, but, you know, I put it in my left shoulder, and it just didn't feel right, so I shot it out of my right shoulder. Yeah. And it, it did all right, so I, I can shoot again, but I'll be up in uh, the Dallas area July 4th for a Brownells event. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, That's right. So, yeah. Well, I'll give you a shout, man. We'll uh, and we'll talk talk plenty before then. But yeah, we'll we'll find some time and at least get together and eat a steak and drink whiskey or something like that. Know, Might right? as well. And if you weren't so famous, you could come down to the event. But you know, oh, run around being all famous and stuff. I know. I'm going to be somewhere. I was trying to look at my calendar a second ago and trying to figure out where in the world I was going to be. I'm going to be on the 22nd. Yeah, New I'm Jersey. in New Jersey. Unfortunately, I kid. I don't mind it. New Brunswick, New Jersey. I got four shows in two nights. That's working for a living, baby. You and Springsteen? Is that what it is? Bon Jovi. Oh, Bon Jovi. I got you. <laughs> now, we're going to be in New Brunswick, New no. Jersey on the 20, 22nd, 20, 21st and 22nd, I think. So. But uh, yeah. no, I'd love to be at the event. I wish I could be. And uh, you're right. I am famous. The, uh... <laughs> yeah. it's, hard, it's hard to be famous, man. <laughs> You're the man, Tig. I appreciate you, buddy, more than I could ever tell you yeah, and more than you. you'll ever know, bro. I love you, pal. Stay safe out there in your travels, love and good you, luck man. with the dogs. And um, have a kick-ass event and have a lot of fun, and, and I'll see you soon, pal. All right, man. Have a good one, guys. Be good, brother. Hey, for the Chad Pray the Show here in Studio 22, for Puppet Master Mark and Candice, of course, Steve and Steve, and even Jennings is sitting over there thinking about me. Is that is that a banana in your pocket, Jennings? That's awesome, dude. I'm hungry. Anyway. For John, 
Tig Tigan. Go check him out, thetiganfoundation.org. Get involved. Get involved. We love y'all. God bless. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.